Hi, I'm Lisa Metropolis for Kaiba Health and Life. We are home safe, and I hope you are too. Today, we are joined by our very good friend and teacher at the Huron Valley School District in Michigan, Mr. Brian Culver. Brian, thank you so much for being here from your home. No problem. Happy to be here. Brian, uh, how is it uh, going for you there? safe and sound everyone's doing well yeah yeah good you know we went in time i think uh we've had a few weeks to settle in and i think the school districts are kind of getting more organized i know we're on spring break now uh some districts had it last week but we're kind of hit the ground running here on the 13th so you know just uh stay on the course Right. Uh, Brian, again, thank you so much for being here. I know that uh, this is your spring break right now, so this lends some time for you to get uh, some curriculum together, some new projects together. I had asked you to um, put some projects together for me so we can disseminate some of them from elementary through high school. Um, And I want to highlight a little bit about your background because this is very important because your projects I know that you have put together uh, don't just lend to uh, one uh, area uh, thoughtfully. You have very thoughtfully put together um, some things to do. Uh, Considering your background, you have worked extensively in very uh, different um, institutions, schooling institutions, um, private and public throughout the state of Michigan. And uh, they have each lended their own challenges um, due to advantages and disadvantages based on uh, where you were located. What are some of the things that you're seeing based on your past experience and what's happening right now in a short time frame that have really highlighted um, you in, in, in education right now? Um, you know, we're, I think as educators, uh, we're, this is unprecedented, uh, territory, right? There's no, uh, predetermined game plan for completely trying to transition online learning, uh, from classroom learning statewide. Nobody had any, uh, idea that this was going to happen. So we're all doing our very best to try to to get through this. Um, I'm lucky I'm in a district that I feel is doing a really good job. And I know there's a lot of other school districts that are doing their best as well. But the the chance supplies, depending on the subject area, it's gonna be a greater challenge for me teaching art. Uh, It's a bigger challenge because you know, households are going to greatly vary on the type of materials they have available. And you can't get out and run to Joann's or Michael's to get supplies. So uh, I know we're doing our best. Uh, if there's challenges that need to be made as far as supplies, maybe even, I know, uh, like, let's say the music teacher in my building actually went and delivered instruments to people's homes that didn't take them home uh, prior to that weekend that we closed down. So, uh, you know, I think as far as school districts are concerned, uh, we got about terms under our belt for the year. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out 
how to finish as strong as we possibly can. Brian, uh, I know that there are several districts uh, that have some sort of disadvantage in terms of the art programs that they have. A lot of art programs throughout the state of Michigan have been terminated uh, yeah. due to due to lack of funding. I know that uh, where I I live in Genesee County, especially in the uh, city of Flint area, many of the art programs have been discontinued, um, and and also uh, again throughout the state of Michigan. How do you feel that affects children right now? What do you have to say about those programs? Um, this is one of the uh, things I think that this uh, crisis uh, has highlighted is the need for some of those programs, the yeah. continuation. Uh, what are your feelings about that? Um, well, like I've always kind of preached, uh, art just about going into an art field. Uh, art programs, whether it's uh, performing arts or visual arts, it's all about accessing creativity. And my other uh, certification is actually biology. I've taught science at times. I prefer art. You know, it's just more yeah. of my wheelhouse. But people are like, oh, that's a weird combination. Well, not really. I mean, the greatest researchers out there that are coming up with cures and innovations that takes a great deal of creativity right. so any area that's cut out of curriculum that takes that away from students to kind of engage their brains in that way and be able to problem solve because that's where problem solving comes from is being able to be a creative thinker so uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I mean, you understand there's always funding issues and a you know, core curriculum is always seen as what core curriculum will always be seen as. And that's hard to dispute, but I think there, I think the pendulum swinging back the other way. I think people are realizing that, uh, some more of the creative studies, creative areas are just as crucial. Thank you so much for that. I know that that is a very um, uh, deep-seated uh, uh, issue for you. Mm -hmm. I know your heart yeah. is very uh, heavily attached to that uh, activism for uh, art programs in schools, and I know you continue to do a lot towards that activism and education for everyone to have these programs uh, out, outside of this. Brian, this this brings me into uh, your dedication and activism for everyone. It's one of the things that I know uh, really inspired you to, uh, we reached out to each other. You really wanted to make sure that everyone uh, had uh, a, a little bit of idea to kind of you know, maybe pinpoint or start from um, to to be creative uh, from elementary through through high school, and and I love that uh, you have made sure that you know, they all have to be different. They all have to be uh, mindful and thoughtful of of course each age group. So, uh, what I, I'm so excited to see what some of the projects are for us. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, you know, overburn just a few ideas. I mean, uh, time to be creative. I mean, uh, you know, you 
to stretch out the things that you have. I mean, there are some options for online. I know for me, I've taken advantage. I mean, there's been an explosion. I'm sure people have seen online a different kit that you can order uh, that are science related, that are art related. Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there, the kind of subscriptions that you can even have. And some of those, even for my own children. Uh, as far as trying to do math and those type of things, I know those can get tedious. Certain things that, uh, uh, what did I do? Moving all my piles around here. I know. We, uh, there's, you know, there's actual things that you can print out, like math sheets that are like color by number. Some of them are more elementary. They're a little more, these ones are kind of nice. I got this one off of Pinterest uh, where the image is like not quite so obvious. So you have to solve the math problem in each section and then it has a color code over here and then you can color it in. So you could, you know, do this with crayons. You could draw it out even bigger if you wanted to and have them do it with paints. There's, you know, those type of options. And there's, I would, uh, saying, you know, uh, color by number math sheets. Uh, one thing that I've been really trying to do with, uh, especially my youngest daughter, is just getting outside. Everybody has all these wonderful camera phones. Uh, we actually went, before everything kind of really got shut down, we went to a state park. It was a little more spacious to be able to walk some of the trails without having to come across a lot of people and taking pictures of different things that you know you might just walk by you know taking uh, little samples we collected little things and put them in jars acorns and rocks or whatever and then taking them home and whether it's leaves or pictures of different animals that you might have seen you know flip over a rock and find some creepy crawlies and uh I have, uh, I had already kind of anticipatorily uh, kind of ordered some of these larger bound sketchbooks, but if you even have printer paper at home, you can take it and staple them together. I use a little, I had, I happen to have some little colorful duct tape to kind of tape the sides to make your own little kind of art journal. Oh, that's great. Um, she has a little uh, camera where she can take pictures and we have a little printer that you can print them off and then they peel off like stickers. So then you, but if you just had a printer at home and it could, doesn't even have to be in color, you could glue them in and right. then maybe try to draw it, maybe look up some information about the items or just maybe even, even doing a writing exercise of writing down some of the things that you saw, how they felt. You know, you could take it in all kinds of different directions. So it doesn't necessarily have to be pure art or pure math. There's a lot of projects that you can do just using things around the house and getting outside and kind of taking what you find back and forth and opening up conversations. I put a post on Facebook a while back when this stuff kind of first hit. And it's, it's really easy to get down in a time like this, uh, yeah. to feel that you know, sense of being trapped. And uh, I've really tried to take the time. I think as a culture, we have a really hard time just being still. And yeah. 
just being with ourselves and being with our loved ones without all the distractions. It's good to binge and watch your shows, but sometimes it's maybe have an opportunity to just kind of unplug and being able to actually just be able to connect, get to those projects. Maybe there's a skill you've never been able to teach your children that you have a thing. So creativity doesn't necessarily have to just be paints and colored pencils. It can be you just taking time to, to kind of search for ideas within yourself, or what you really want to share, what you really want to talk about. And if you want to turn that into a project, even better. Brian, I, I love that idea. You know, I had uh, a, a, a similar thought recently where my children are very, uh, they know what maps are. They've seen paper maps. Yeah. They've seen, uh, I, I, my, my dad gave me an atlas in my, uh, when I received my driver's license uh, five years ago. <laughs> and um, I, he gave me an atlas many, many years ago. And he, I've, I've always had it. My children, I never really, I've never opened up that atlas with them and showed them how we used to have to, that was our map quest. So one of the things that I had decided was I wanted to make sure that they knew how to read a map. And I realized I had forgotten some simple things about Mm -hmm. the map and the legend. So it was a great uh, experience for me this past weekend to go and just get re-familiarized with that particular, that, that particular thing that it tool. And uh, I, I, I brought it to my kids and they, you know, at first thought it was silly and of course said all of the things that um you know a 10 and 13 year old would say like you know well we'll never have to use that we won't have to do this um but then when you start explaining to them well but when you get older you'll be out in the world you will be driving you might not have service you might not be able to connect to uh data and it's so important to be able to know how to read a map and then all of these other conversations started happening as far as um you know how the sun rises and sets in the east and west um so those are opportunities i kind of took that as one of the teachable lessons. My kids were on spring break last week, but as one of the lessons for this week, an actual school lesson on top of their curriculum that they're, that they're receiving from school, I kind of chose to implement that in it as well. So those are some of the things that you're talking about in terms of. And that could be a jumping off place. You could do that. Hey, map the backyard, map the house, you know? Yeah. You know, come up with your own fantasy map. I mean, there's, you know, so I'm saying you can, people always say it's, it's hard to come up with ideas, but really it's taking something simple like that and then just expanding. it. That's right. really, really what the process is. Like right. with my students, like it's hard to come up with ideas of, you know, I'm going to have to start doing these type of conference calls with like an entire classroom of kids starting Tuesday when we come back from break. And 
you know, coming up with things that kids can do. They, they do their chats, but I mean, something that they could do together, like, uh, uh, do like life drawing and still life things. You know, you could have somebody pose and draw your friend, your friend sits and they put on some crazy outfit and they sit for you on the other camera and you sit there and you draw your friend. Right. So I might, I might uh, make my students do that. I don't know. You know, I'm still brainstorming myself of things that I want to do, but that's kind of the thing. We, we have these hard times, but it, you got to really just try to find the opportunities in them, you know, to do things that you might not ever get to do other than a time like this, you know, it's really hard to get stuck on the things that you can't do right. instead of it blocks you from seeing the things that prevent uh, that present a unique opportunity. And we have such a unique opportunity right now yeah. to be able to uh, know what it's like to homeschool uh, our children, uh, which is which is challenging and a time management uh, issue for for a lot of us. I know for me, um, that's yeah. one of the biggest things. But um, it, it's it's more than anything to kind of make sure always keep the perspective that it's it's an opportunity uh, yeah. to to teach our children um, yeah. these these very important lessons. Yeah. Yep, not to make light of the situation at all, but you know, you got to find ways to keep yourself healthy and sane and, yep. and pushing through. So, absolutely. Brian, uh, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us and no taking problem. your time. I know that you're in the middle of doing a lot of uh, revamping of your curriculum <laughs> for your students as well. And uh, so, I appreciate your time and your. Uh, your, your, your vision on this and your examples, uh, it, it, it will help a lot of people. Very much appreciated. Thank you. No problem. I'm Lisa Metropolis with Kaiba Health and Life, a local imprint with a global impact, and we'll be back next time. Stay safe and healthy.